So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. So we're back. All right, Detox America podcast number 37. And uh, today we're here with our friend Justin. Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi guys, my name's Justin. I, uh, I guess I have a master's degree in physics and uh, I find it interesting. I guess we kind of get connected through some Facebook posts where I kind of argued back mm-hmm. uh, nice. a little bit. I don't know. Passionate about physics. Now I work somewhat as a software engineer. Oh, cool. Somewhat. Um, uh, I guess that's kind of it for now. Uh, yeah, so uh, you you said you, you have your master's in yeah, physics? Yeah, I do have a master's that's in physics. That's quite, quite an achievement. Thank you. Yeah. And so was that just like a lifelong passion? Kind, well, it's kind of. Uh, I, I thought I was uh, kind of not good at math for mm-hmm. the longest time. So I was almost done with a marketing degree, and I just... Uh, not actually, not gonna lie, because it kind of got a little. Can we got some here? Mm-hmm. I got yeah, a yeah. Fuck, I got a little fucked up uh, <laughs> in college, and uh, I was almost done with the marketing degree. And one morning, just called the school and was like, "I want to change my major to physics." And they were like, "Sir, you failed college algebra like three times. That's like, <laughs> the worst idea." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, "No, it's gonna be just fun." Look, yeah. so I changed my major to physics, and uh, you know, I, it was initially, uh, initially, it was kind of based on. You hear about things, and uh, to I mean, I guess they are to popularize, say, like science and stuff. So, like a little bit of to like quote Joe Rogan, like woo woo physics. Like that's what attracted yeah. me as well. I right. mean, I wanted to understand like the universe, and I always did want that to just understand everything. You know, the basic questions, like the philosophical questions of right. the world. Uh, but so I changed to physics, and uh, still I failed my first math class there. <laughs> then. Classic. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, calculus one. It's kind of embarrassing now. Um, I taught that. <laughs> but uh, so you know, I quickly in physics realized, like the philosophical aspects of it, are very much. They have nothing to do with physics, actually. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I was actually in quantum mechanics you, class one time, yeah. like in my quantum class, and I, I said something about the philosophical nature, like what it yeah, implied. Yeah. And I got shut down and you, very and you kind quickly of, by my professor. So you kind of uh, went in there. You learned very quickly that philosophy and physics are two separate entities. Yeah, and, 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 and yes, while they're, while they're not, but they, they are. Like, yeah, yeah. like no one cares what, well, you can what have, it implies. Right. Like in physics, like 
when you talk about quantum mechanics, no one cares what that implies philosophically. Right. Like that has nothing but, to do but with the, physics. But the questions that you have, like especially when it, when you get into subjects like quantum mechanics, it does kind of get down to a lot of philosophical. It becomes well, philosophical. Well, at some well, point. well, no. So it doesn't. I, I disagree. But like, I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. But I disagree in the, like the manner that you stated it because they do. It does imply philosophical things but that has nothing to do with finding out that one thing mm -hmm. right like there's a very I guess the, the the basic the basic um misunderstanding if you will of uh so quantum mechanics uh so the double slit experiment yeah mm -hmm. right so um, so I'm familiar with it but if uh viewers or anybody isn't familiar with the double slit experiment can you kind of just Sure. Explain Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, so if you take, um, imagine like a, a a gun, but it's an electron gun, so it's just going to fire electrons, um, basically straight. And imagine that gun moves a little bit, so it's like kind of aimed at a certain little square. And so, in that square of metal, like to be a metal square, you have these two little slits. And um, so you fire this gun like at, at any rate, actually, you know, as fast as it can go, or mm -hmm. just one every minute or something. Mm -hmm. When it's just an electron, um, people were shocked because when they did this experiment, what they observed um, on the if you imagine behind that square on the background is like a screen, and so that's where the electrons hit. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine doing that with uh, actual instead of an electron gun, like a real gun. And you just aimed and shot thousands of bullets at this square, but there's these two slits coming. Behind that on the screen, what you would expect to see would be two, like the rectangular right. slits, rectangular slits, right? You would expect to see two, like, slightly larger rectangular slits. Mm -hmm. But that's not uh, what happened. And so instead of getting what they expected, they got this pattern, like a diffraction pattern, I guess. Uh, I could be wrong about that name. Um, they get this pattern, and it, so it's like bright. Like in the center, there's like a like a bright strip, and then it goes, you know, symmetrically outward. Right. And so, like, how in the hell is this happening? Like they were very confused. And so, the double slit experiment is this notion of firing electrons at a square with two slits in it, and what happens in the background? Where does it hit behind the right. screen? Okay. So. I, in the, I guess that's a reasonable description of mm -hmm. the double slit. Yeah, sign. yeah, okay. absolutely. So, like, the, what what really, like, caused confusion here is the the wondering of how in the hell is that happening? Why are there not the two slits you'd expect in a macro scale with uh, bullets? Right. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's with electrons, and you get this pattern. Right. And so, I mean, quantum mechanics is, you know, and light, but it's quantum mechanics here, but... Uh, you have this duality that exists, and it's like, a, is it like a wave or a particle? A wave mm -hmm. or a particle? Mm -hmm. and that goes down to photons. It goes to electrons. It goes to up to these things. We can make it happen at the, the these things called buckyballs, and that's like sixty carbon atoms that make a spherical structure. I guess. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to know what's happening, and so they wanted to be able to determine which slit the electron was going through. So, when they went to do that, it's, how do you do that? Right. Right. And this is where the um, popular kind mm -hmm. of bringing quantum mechanics into view 
versus the reality of what happened gets mixed up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think, well, my presence, my uh, my viewing of this, okay, causes something different. That something different is that when you observe the elect which slit the electron goes through, it no longer makes that diffraction pattern. It makes the two slits you would expect with the bullets from the mm -hmm. initial sense, right? Yeah. So, what does what does observe mean? So if I observe that, how do I observe that? Right. And this is the mix-up. Me observing that, myself, how do I, like, my eyes, what, would I hear it? Like, no, no, I can't do either one of those because it's ridiculous. Well, you're very limited. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. You can't see that small. Right. So, when, when you say observe, it's kind of misleading, and it leads the public to think that you and, and yourself are affecting that experiment. Mm-hmm. When in fact that's not exactly what's happening, because what is observing? How do you observe that? So what you do is you set up a laser, and so the laser you got a laser running across both slits, right? The laser can sure detect an electron coming through, so you read it on your you know mm -hmm. output and input, so you can tell when the when each electron goes through whatever. But what happened is you took the electron and you actually hit it with a photon mm. and so what you've done there you're you're altering it right yes exactly yeah. right you're yes you're changing its momentum mm -hmm. so in physics there's this thing where you cannot know the it's the uncertainty principle mm -hmm. Heisenberg mm -hmm. you cannot know the exact position and the exact momentum of an object. It's impossible. Because every time you try to make a measurement, you're interfering in some way? No. Not necessarily. It's, it's just... I don't know why. It's just a mathematical... <laughs> it's just a law that, that we found, I guess. Okay. I, I know that I could probably come up better like here, but... like, So what it states is like... The more I know about the momentum of an object, the less I know about the position. If I 100% know the momentum of an object, I know no things about the position. If I 100% know where something is, I know nothing about its momentum. So it's a balance. Mm, okay. So a quantum, in the, like the small quantum realm, that is, it is absolutely 100% true. Well, sorry, I was just going to ask, so why, I mean, I'm, I don't understand why things behave differently on like the quantum scale than they do in the observable universe. Like, why don't we see? Um, like, I I hear stuff about like the the particles that'll like blip in and out of existence, and like, how, uh, people are thinking like, are they traveling in between dimensions? But this is on on again like a like a very very small scale. Why don't we see? greater effects of that on what we can observe. Okay. Um, do you mind if I finish the last very part of the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 that's a good question you asked as yeah. well. Um, so, like, when, when what happens here is when you take... Um, when one of the photons from the laser that's measuring, right? When it hits that electron traveling, you have all... You, you, you can, to a very reasonable extent, determine the velocity, therefore the momentum of the electron traveling, right? And so... When you hit it with light, you know the frequency of the light, so you know the energy of the light. You basically know the momentum of the electron. 
So you recognize very easily that the collision of that is going to have a momentum change, right? Like, so you can calculate either its position exactly or its momentum exactly. So you collapse the wave function. The wave function allows a possibility, like a Gaussian curve, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So like you, it's probably gonna be in the middle, but that is not a fact. It's most likely to be in the middle. It might be way out here, right. you know? So therefore you could get the wild, yeah. like off to the furthest left or right pattern. But and here you collapse the wave function, and that, in, in a sense, just it defines the wave function. Hmm. So you're left with just the two slits in the background. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, so it's definitely not like they got like a super powerful microscope camera thing. Correct. Watched it go through. Correct. It exactly. isn't like physical. Exactly. And like like I can stare at I can stare at it all day just <laughs> and, and nothing's changing, bro. <laughs> okay, that well that does make a and lot that's of why sense. The and that's why there's still so much there's so many questions that still remain. And and does that does that slit experiment is it evidence of what Isaiah's saying that particles can maybe skip dimensions? Is that what's going on? Well, well that I mean to me, that just seems very fundamental. Uh, like, we don't know why. Yeah. Like, a why question is a very difficult question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever... <laughs> yeah. Like, if Dang. you... So, like, the beginning which, of your which, question, you said a why. You yeah. said why, and yeah. I was like... Which oh, makes it philosophical, right? No, <laughs> in a sense it does, yeah. but it makes yeah. it impossible to answer. Yeah. Right. It makes it impossible to answer scientifically. Yeah. Right, like, why does this do this? Yeah. Mm. Y'all, Are y'all fans, or do you know of Richard Feynman? Yeah, a little bit. I haven't heard the name. Okay, he's a very famous physicist. He yeah. won the Nobel Prize for. Yeah. He was like instead of using like he did a bunch of math. Don't I don't mean to take it away from that, but like <laughs> he like he drew squig he drew these lines and they connect and they'd be like squiggly and then they'd separate mm -hmm. and like that's how he defined electro yeah. like uh, electrodynamics like with little squiggly lines and <laughs> like he has this uh, it's on YouTube it's uh, there's a whole series called Fun to Imagine and. Uh, it's just some guy just asking him questions, and he asked him... Uh, like, well, here's a squiggly line. <laughs> <laughs> no, he asked him a question one day. The interviewer asked him, um, like, why do uh, magnets repel? And he, he goes on to explain, like, like how difficult a why question right. is. Because, I, like, I don't, I don't know like, why. None of us know why. Like, we can tell you what happens... Exactly. Or how magnets repel, but we can't tell you why they do that. Exactly. Right. So uh, it even breaks it down to like rubber bands. Uh -huh. He's like, with the magnet question, he's like, so rubber band, you pull it. He's like, why does it come back together? And he, so he explains <laughs> that. And he like down to the atomic detail, but he's like, I would be cheating you to use that as an answer. Right. Because I, in fact, am using the phenomena that you are asking about to answer your question. Mm -hmm. yeah. So a why question becomes very difficult. So, so you're essentially answering the question with the question. With the, with the yeah. With the question. So do we yet know how, <laughs> um, <laughs> do we yet know how, um, like Isaiah presented on the, on the quantum scale, particles are able to, they seem to blip in and out of existence and arrive in different places. Um, how is it that we see that on... Uh, you know, in the the micro scale and not on the macro scale. Okay, so the the there's um a scale, right? So so we have 
the tiny, what's the tiniest thing in the universe? We'll say a, a little electron, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing, say like some huge black holes, or even a galaxy, it's fine, it doesn't right, matter. Right, right. Micro to extremely macro, right? I was just, I but, just saw something the other day that said, there's a galaxy, I forgot the name of the galaxy, and I should really have paid more attention, or really uh, tried to get the name of that galaxy, but it's like 70,000 times bigger than the Milky Way. Yeah. No, no, Holy it's outrageous. Shit. Like, we don't, I mean, just the, the pure number of galaxies is, yeah, is stunning yeah. to the mind. I mean, uh, but a minute ago, so I said something about buckyballs just mm-hmm. briefly, right? Um, I do so, know what that is. Yeah, it's just like those a, little nuggets you get at Bucky's when you start. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, so, so I use buckyballs uh, as an example. It's a carbon, I guess, and it, it's a large molecule. A cluster of... So, well, yeah, and it makes it like a spherical shape, right? Um, that is a movement away from, say, an electron to the more of a macro scale. Okay. That's why I brought it up, I guess, because it isn't... A t- it's just not one electron. It's a shitload of electrons, and it's... But it's still on a micro level, what we would consider micro. Yeah, but like now you have compared to past, you where we move from the subatomic structure to right. now molecules that are large. Right. So like that's a movement away from the tiny to at least a more macro, right? Mm-hmm. And so like we can see the effects of the devils that experiment with buckyballs. So it's not as if like it isn't down in existence when. Um, like a, a person running or a baseball's thrown, right? Like, these things are just exactly happening themselves. But, like, mathematically, I guess, it's going to work out that, you know, that uh, movement in different positions or something is not going to be nearly as significant. Like, because of the, the like, mass of right. the object, I guess. Because it's bigger. Yeah. And so we've, have, we've been able to observe that. Well, yeah, with the buggy balls, we can do it. Uh, but, like, I mean, like, the, the math isn't any different, right? Like, so if I want if I, if I to make a, a catapult or a cannon or something that shoots a, something out of it, you know, I can calculate, you know, the angle, how fast it's going to leave, where's it probably going to land. Right. I can develop the same exact solution quantum mechanically. I can start with quantum mechanics and end up there to the regular uh, dynamics calculation I was mentioning. Hmm. Right, like, it'll work out the same in the end. It's because of the mass. It's because, like, we are on the scale. Like, it's much harder to, like, to say, like, will an atom or or some, uh, like, Higgs particle or something cease to exist at this position in space. Like, you have a much better chance of that being yes or no. Then, like, are you going to disappear in three minutes? Like, right. it's not going to happen. Right. Because it's like you're a collection of them, right? Like, right. So now instead of having, if I take one electron, right, I'm calculating something's wave function. I have its wave function. The wave function being the probability of, you know, where it's going to be, mm-hmm. how fast it's going to be going, its energy, whatever, okay? When I do that, like, it's, it has that bell curve and it could exist here or here. Are we going this fast? Or have this much energy anywhere? You know. So would it but when be? I do, but sorry, sorry. No, go when ahead. I do go it for you, or you, or this water bottle, I don't have one electron's wave function. Right. Now right. I have the wave function of every electron surrounding every single, like in every molecule, all of them plus the plastic plus the air. So mm-hmm. is it safe to say that mass 
is if we're going to put it in a simple easy way to say are is the mass of an object uh affects its ability to exist in that quantum realm to mm-hmm. to the way that things behave on the quantum scale uh is a result of its mass and so because of our mass being significant you know significantly larger or greater than the mass of an electron you're not going to see that on our well yes yeah i mean yeah i think it's safe to say that but i think that uh the reason is is if i take the most massive thing i can imagine right so uh i mean at a, at a micro scale if i take you know I, we can do the same thing with protons as we can with electrons right, right. but like once you do it with a buckyball instead of the proton or the electron now you have protons and electrons right. and neutrons. Greater mass. Greater mass, but more wave functions because every single little entity in there mm-hmm. has its own wave function to mm-hmm. exist on it, but the whole of it will exist in the sum of the wave functions. And so can you imagine the number of wave functions if you did a buckyball at, at that thing is like 60-something, so 60 times like, I don't know, 4 or 8, probably 4, I don't know what's So like that's a lot, right? But, like, for you, it's going to be a trillion. It's going to be a nine trillion, a right. hundred trillion. Like, therefore, like, all those wave functions are summing to make one large wave function that does exist, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. But, like, the difficulty in changing all of the individual wave functions to, like, exist here or here is so much more difficult because there's so many more wave functions. So it's absolutely proportional and related to mass, yes. But it's because of the individual. Mm. Entities having gotcha. their wave functions. Does it kind of answer the? Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, something I was going to ask that just kind of hit me. Uh, when did you get your master's degree? About two years ago. About two years ago. Uh, how old were you when you started? When you made your switch? Your uh, twenty-four. No, 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 no. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. No. So the reason I asked is because um, something I noticed when I got into martial arts was. Um, there were two people, two kinds of people when it comes to like how they respond to pop culture once you kind of peek behind the curtain and see how like fighting actually works. And it was people who just can't watch fighting movies anymore, which is like me. And then there's people who get an extra kick out of it. They love it because now that they know how it works and they they, they want to criticize uh, it possibly, right? Well, well that's that's, that's my camp, but the yeah. other people they they're like they can still like watch like fake wrestling and stuff like that because they're just like yeah I know how to how real fighting works I know that this is fake but I just you know they just still love it or like it's nostalgia or something like that um I was wondering did the same does the same thing happen to you whenever you started learning how like real physics and real science work and if so do you still love science movies or do you like not really like what Hollywood does to science quote-unquote well like with the with the like the <coughs> movies part um i guess i can't necessarily speak to it i don't watch a ton of movies or yeah television or it's or like uh neil do degrasse you, tyson watch? is a huge critic of sci-fi films yeah. he, yeah, he sure. calls him he calls him or he used to i think he kind of got over that phase but there was a point where neil degrasse tyson was constantly calling out sci-fi films of like horrible physics uh-huh. and uh-huh. i i find myself <laughs> doing it. you know i'm no i don't have a master's in astrophysics or anything but i mean I know a bit, yes. and and a lot of that I see in in sci-fi films. I I love it. Doesn't stop me from watching sci-fi films. I love them, but 
um, my girlfriend hates it because I'll sit there and call it out. Like, that's complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no sound in space. So, <laughs> how so, do you hear right, that? Exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. like, <laughs> just to, like, rattle off a few examples, uh, just off the top of my head, like, have you seen the movie uh, Interstellar? Yeah. How did you feel about that? Um, oh, that was a good one. I, that was, that I thought that was a good movie as well. Yeah. And I think the general consensus around... Uh, physicists were that a lot of it was pretty spot on there was some some areas that were questionable but we're not we're not at the end there like near a black hole and so there was some communication or something yeah 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 yeah. it's like like i I don't i would like love to see someone someone saying that was reasonable because right right (laughs) i just it's like it's fucking buried up with me like so like do you have any just like personal um what is it i guess just ideas about black holes or anything like that well I lo- like I love black holes um like black holes are, are very fun it's like we don't know what a black hole is and, and like I imagine we're gonna get here so I'm gonna go ahead and say that this time we read like it's like dark energy oh god like we don't know what that is dude I was yeah. literally just telling my girl last night cause we were we were going to sleep and she put on some the same ch- the same uh, show that we were watching that said there was a uh, galaxy 70,000 times bigger uh-huh. than the Milky Way. We were watching it, and I was trying to go to sleep, and they were sitting there talking about dark matter, and I'm like, oh my god, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like, I, fe- I feel like it's a pointless debate. Very well, pointless. It's, yeah, so it's, it's weird, right? Like, so I guess let's do a black holes first, okay? So, like, it, y'all have to excuse me, but I'm gonna start, I'm gonna go back in time for a second. Like, so we start with, like, you know, back in the day, it was like, uh, I always mix up Arist- Aristotle and Galileo, right? Like, like they started to figure things out. And then Newton comes along, and like, I guess maybe he said he takes the moon, and he's like, well, I want to know why the moon does this. Like, what, what the fuck's happening here? And so Newton was able to invent, he invented calculus. Like, there's some, ar- to solve that just one problem. Like, there's some, like, uh, argument that, say, Leibniz was the inventor of calculus, Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's a valid argument. I imagine they were both inventors of calculus, right? And I think one like might have done differential and one integrable, and then like they, you know, that they're both calculus. But like, so Newton figures this shit out. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful that it held on for not hundreds, hundreds of years, right? So between Newton and Einstein, this is like the un like unknown like heroes, I guess, of, like, of physics and understanding the world. There are some people like Laplace and Hamilton. And they, they like, they redid Newton's, uh, like, his calculus to describe mm-hmm. this. And they made it a very fundamental, based on mathematics, like, starting with something, we're going to derive this. And they got close to what, you know, what Newton did. So Newton's equations held until Einstein... And then Einstein was, um, like, we knew that they weren't exactly right. Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, like, Mercury, right? With the Einstein's calculation? Uh, no, no, Newton's. Newton's, okay, yeah. So, like, we knew, like, there was some shit off about that. Like, that perihelion of Mercury or some shit. Like, he was that, onto something. He was very right. right. He was very right. right. But there was something not missing. Right. Like, we could, we could watch it, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So there was a little something wrong. So Einstein came along and, um... He wanted, like, he didn't, like, invent this problem of relativity. It was posed. Mm-hmm. But, 
like, he tackled it. And he did solve it. And, like, he was, like, a patent officer at the time. And so nobody would, like, listen to him, know to hear him. But he was right. So what he did is he solved this notion of, like, time and space. Mm-hmm. Like, why do things seem to be going faster? General relativity. Well, no, no. This, so this is special relativity. Okay. So he solves special relativity. Um, in the real world, if we go outside and, and, like, you have baseball and we're standing 100 feet apart. Mm-hmm. And you throw that baseball at me. Say we're able to judge the speed of something, right? Mm-hmm. You judge it at speed A, and I also judge it at speed A. We both agree. Now imagine that you throw that baseball, or now imagine instead of that we're in like cars, mm-hmm. traveling each other, fifty miles an hour, fifty miles an hour. To each one of us individually. Like, if, if you're going to solve that mathematically, you'd probably put one in a rest frame. So I'd be in a rest frame stopped, and you'd be coming to me. It'd appear 100 miles an hour. You're going 50, I'm going 50. That's 70 to 100, right? So that's all normal and expected. But what, what's weird is if you're going 0.6 the speed of light, and I'm going 0.6 the speed of light, now we have an issue because, like, nothing can travel faster than the speed of light, right? Mm-hmm. So like what happens is what happens is you would picture me going the speed of light and I would picture you going the speed of light. So that's weird, right? So he figured this out using this thing called the Lorentz transform. It's mathematical, it's actually algebraically not too difficult. But like so he fixed this problem. He solved it. It's a beautiful problem. Uh your GPS works because of this. Mm. Like uh so if you go to a top of a tall building. Mm-hmm. You're going to age slightly slower than somebody at the bottom. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's a reasonable example. Like, it, it became, instead of time and in space. Yeah, so I think that's, just sorry to cut you off, but I think uh, when it came to interstellar, a lot of that, when, you know, traveling, uh, the way that travel, distance, and time was calculated in that movie... Uh, you know the the you know the fact that they stopped aging once they traveled so far. Uh, I think that's where a lot of the physicists were, you know, on 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 board with it. Okay. Uh, the yeah. communication when you get to a black hole that's that that yeah, that yeah. all gets a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's good, right? Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. So like uh, the Graham uh, the twin paradox. Like, if uh, one twin stays on Earth and one leaves in a rocket ship and flies to the edge of the solar system on back, right? Mm-hmm. And say they can do it rather quickly, but, like, uh, to them. Like, it seems like we can be there and back in three weeks. Mm-hmm. When they, if they did that, if they traveled to Pluto and back, right? Like, by the time they got back, like, or say something reasonable that's doable, right? Like, say Jupiter, Saturn. Mm-hmm. Just straight there, straight back. Accelerating and then decelerating is the most you can. Uh, when you got back, if you were on the spaceship, your twin would be way older than you. Like how much older? Uh, that, it just depends here. I mean, yeah. oh, so, 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 something saying. reasonable, so Jupiter, Mars, or something. Not Mars, but possibly Jupiter. just hours. Yeah, like, but, but like, no, 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 possibly like decades. Okay. Wow. Really? So, like, what happens is, like, it, to you, it didn't seem all that long, mm-hmm. but to person on Earth, like. They look at it and they think, how fast can they get there and back? And say, like, their calculations. Are oh, like, wait, so there has to be a certain speed that they're going, right? Yeah, so it it's have to 14% the speed of light right. is when this starts to kick in right. noticeably. Yeah. So, 
so so that gets very interesting. Like you change shape, you you become shorter and more dense the faster you go, uh, the faster you move through time, um, the slower like. I guess the faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. Mm. And so, like the way I look at it, like they say, there's a speed limit in there, like in the universe. So C, the speed of light, right? Call it C. Um, it. Do you remember that uh, the Pythagorean theorem? I believe like a squared plus b squared plus c squared. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you make it three three dimensions, you get a squared plus b squared plus c squared equals d squared. Same thing. Mm-hmm. That, that'll mm-hmm. hold dimension wise up to up to um, z. Up to up to Lord, very yeah, yeah, sure, but that's funny. (laughs) Um, But uh, so if you look at it like time squared Mm. plus a squared plus b squared plus c squared, but like a and b and c are velocity, right? Instead of just position. Um, like if a squared plus b squared plus c squared is nearing the speed of light, t squared has to slow. So like if you got the speed of light. Which is called R squared for velocity, V squared, whatever. If you, you approach speed of light, T is going to have to slow. It's going to get lower and lower and lower and lower. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it, it's fundamental and it works. It's just counterintuitive. Right. So, so like Einstein solved all this, right? And then somebody was like, what about acceleration? And he was like, fuck! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, all right. And so like 11 years later, he's like, got it. Like 11 years, he just... Ooh. And uh, so he solved it, but like by solving it, he made general relativity. Yeah, then general relativity. Very confusing, very confusing subject. So like in his like equations, they had uh, like you know you pose a set of equations to describe the universe, like a beautiful thing, a most beautiful set of equations I think is Maxwell's equations. Four equations describe all of electricity and magnetism for the universe. Beautiful. Einstein did the same thing, but for, like, say, gravity and light right. and shit. But, it, like, it's really just bent space. Like, what's the shape of the space? What's the shape of the um, like environment you want to... Mm-hmm. And so Einstein solved this, but, like, it's, it's a set of equations. There's solutions to these equations situationally. And so, after some time, someone was like, hang on here. If this is true, that implies that there's these um, bodies that won't let light escape. Uh, it's called the Schwarzschild, Schwarzschild equations. And so he solved them, but came up with this like mass limit and like this line of a 2D picture of like, oh, like where light couldn't escape from. Right. And so like we came about that based on pure mathematics. Mm. And so, I mean, and of course, a black hole is, we can't observe one. Yeah, well, I mean, we're getting close, I think. I think it's become, I think it's become like, a, a totally understood and accepted, right? Like, scientifically. Right. But, yeah, you can't see something that light can't escape from. Right. Mm-hmm. But as, um, would it be possible, like, as light is being sucked into the black hole, would we see that, I guess, is that the idea of the event horizon? Well, there, there is a second line. There's a second circle that's not the event horizon. Where like I believe it's been like uh, it's been for years, and I never heard of this, so excuse me. But like I believe light like won't escape, but will follow the trajectory of right. something. Right. I think it's possible that maybe something could be observed there. Right. Um, 
I like that. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, well, so like a black, so we have this, like it's, it's theoretical, but we've come now to be like, that's clearly real. We don't know anything about the inside, right? Like mm-hmm. the math falls apart. The math falls, like when somebody says a singularity, right? Like what's a singularity? Uh, it's like, like you've heard that term though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So like all that means is if I write, an, if I have a mathematical equation and I have a one over R, if R is zero, I have a singularity. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, it does not work. That's the singularity. The math falls to that at very small, like levels. So, like we have this black hole idea, and we've proven it, right? And so, like to see it now, they can they can figure out say the mass of the black hole at the center of the galaxy, and they can they can watch stars that are spiraling right. in, right. and we can get a good image, but to actually see it. Right. Some bit of so is that uh, general consensus still? I mean, uh, it's widely accepted. Yeah. yeah. So there, like, there was this big. Is, so is that is is this the the most fascinating part of physics to you? Black holes? No. 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 That's not. Uh, it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's. What well, I want to know. What do you think is the most fascinating part of the study of physics? And there isn't one. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> Just there's, there's physics there's collectively. Like, as a fun story, right? Like, it's about black holes. Mm-hmm. You have Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking had put forward this theory that information got lost in black holes. Mm-hmm. And this dude, um, who I'm going to be myself, I can't remember his name right now. He was a plumber. And uh, he became a physicist. And, like, he proved Stephen Hawking wrong. Because. Really? So, like, they say. I mean, he, he was a plumber, and then he went to really good schools to be a physicist, but still. No, but I mean, I... St- I Leonard mean, Susskind, sorry. Even just before you go into this uh, this story, I mean, to me, it seems logical that information is lost when sucked into a black hole. That seems logical. Is. Of course it is. Yeah. It, uh, you enter a whole new branch of, like, it's like thermodynamics, or okay. statistical mechanics. But Leonard Susskind argued with... Uh, with uh, Hawkins? Yeah, with Hawking. And he's like, okay, well, according to Higgs, like at all time, at all places in space, there's these little particles of, like they pop in and come back out. They pop into existence, come back in, pop in, come back in. So they are created and annihilate. Gone. And he said, annihilate, just totally don't, totally destroy, don't exist anymore. But isn't, so what about the, uh, the notion of, uh, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Well, if the sum is zero, then you didn't create or destroy. Explain. Well, if they, if you have the energy of two particles, is that they don't exist? Mm, not. And now it's like they they both exist. But and say this one's positive, this one negative. You know how many electrical energy you created. And like say it happens temporarily anyway. They go back away, like they don't exist anymore. So for a brief second, you might have created some energy. But it's also you didn't create the energy a brief second later. Because it comes back? It goes away. It's like, gone. 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 And it doesn't come back. Well, it'd be hard to say it. Because you can't talk about the individual, like, electron. You can't, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't really normally talk about an individual electron. It's almost preposterous. Uh, okay. You can. Devil's experiment did talk about the individual electron. But, right. So this is... 
supposedly right, happening everywhere at all t- at all time. Uh, the Higgs boson is the. Mm-hmm. Um, so Richard or uh, Leonard Susskin proposed, what happens if that happens on the event horizon, and one goes out and one comes in, and he won. Look, that, so it's possible for it to leak information back into the universe. Hmm. And so essentially, like, pop it in and then pop it back out somewhere else? Or? Well, one would, they pop, they both pop into existence, but, like, typically it's like, gone. But here it's like, and one's like, I'm going this way, and the other one's like, I think I can make it out. Oh. So it's possible to make, like, like he showed that it's not, it, it's not certain that all information is trapped into a black hole mm-hmm. because of that. What are some interesting things that that might imply? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's certainly, like, I guess, I don't know, it just opens up much more questions. Well, that's fair. So, to circle back around to another uh, pop culture reference that I wanted to be a little bit more specific about, do you watch any of the superhero movies? Not really. Damn it. I was hoping that you could explain Ant-Man for me. <laughs> I lied again. I'm sorry. CG, CGI. Uh, yeah, no, there's, CGI. A, there's supposedly like a whole bunch of uh, quantum stuff involved in his uh, character and abilities, and like he like shrinks himself down, uh, obviously to like be super small, and then like grows himself up to be super big. And um, there's a whole bunch of conversation surrounding if you go like subatomic and um, how that would affect your subjective, you know reality and and how that would affect you know the the flow of time and things like that um but if you do, if you're not familiar with the superhero I'm sorry, I'm yeah no it's, um, it's, it's, it's well i mean i mean that's pretty interesting though but i mean it i didn't know that there was a whole uh, debate there that uh people actually i would i would have no, looked at it debate and, it's just well like i mean i would have looked character. at it i would have looked at it and been like oh it's a movie but i mean if you do think about you know try to think about if i was going to shrink down to you said some subatomic right to a subatomic my body going to a subatomic uh unit of measure i guess and then to come back into five foot seven you know what are you saying like what kind of implications would that would time change subjectively or is that the is that the question they're asking or it's not really. It's not really. It's it's just how his character works. Like he just like the 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 catch to his superpower is that if he goes too small and he tries to come back, like something about dimensions and the flow of time and, and uh, stuff stuff that I don't understand. Right. right. <laughs> well, like, I, you were hoping he was kind of uh, yeah yeah. I was hoping that there was some, some cracks that yeah, yeah. he could fill with some information. There well, uh, like only thing I can say to that is like. The most fundamental thing, I guess. Like, in your world, in our world, the most fundamental thing we have, we, we interact with electrons, like, almost extensively. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the mass of your body is protons and neutrons, but, like, we interact. Like, everything really is electrons. And, like, if I want to shrink myself myself down the size of, uh, I don't know, a carbon atom, mm-hmm. where, like, there aren't smaller electrons. <laughs> like, so, that, like, it becomes an impossibility to, you know, yeah, like you can't exist there because there aren't the electrons to do it. So, I mean, not saying you can't. I'm saying I don't All see right. any reason that that's like a possibility at the moment. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. So, 
You said so that. No, wait, man. Not, not today. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I actually saw something. I was like scrolling through someone's like television, and I saw Ant Man. I thought uh-huh. about watching it because I'd heard about it. Maybe I'll watch it. It's. Um, I mean, it's a fun movie. Paul Red's a, a, a good, you know. He's, he's entertaining. Actor. He's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so you said that uh, you first got involved with physics because of your interest in the, the almost to say like woo woo like yeah, aspect. Um, so what um, going into physics with like uh, you know wanting to know the you know. Secrets asking the, the big, asking the big questions, and having a, a curiosity of maybe other dimensions, or uh, you know these other dimensions that maybe we can exist on, or other beings exist on, and do we interact? Uh, you know, I would imagine those are kind of the questions that you were asking, and then getting involved, getting your master's in physics. How did your perspective change? Or are you still interested in those questions? As, or yeah, yeah, it's just okay. like, yeah. I mean, of course, there's still like valid questions. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it just it became like you know, I, I, it was more like I was subjected to like a physicification, and you realize like what the hell like they're actually doing in a physics department versus like what they're talking about in the science channel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So it's like it's very mathematical, and it's very you know it's, as it should be. It's like it's not, it's the, the, the main science. I, it's not the main science, but I would say it probably is the most fundamental science. Mathematics is the only thing I would actually think is more Right, fundamental. right, right. Um, I just became more aware of, like, like, like I'm happy, like, the beforehand. Like, I was watching the Science Channel. I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was, I was reading books by him and mm-hmm. other popular physicists. But, like, like those are interesting. But then when you, like, when I went in, I, like, loved all that. And when I came out, I just loved math. When I, when I went in, I hated math. Yeah. And now I just love math. Like, to, how do I show something? How do you explain anything? How does anything work? In, like, we need math for the most part. For anything, like, like maybe smaller than, like, zoology and shit. Like, uh, whoever studies insects, right? Like, you know, you could be like, well, we just studied the mating habits over it. But you're still kind of doing some math. Like, you yeah, write it one out. plus one equals... Yeah. Like, there were 13, now Another there's 32. One. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's still math. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I understood, like, the fundamental nature of everything is math. And so, it's like quantum mechanics. Someone didn't, like, make that shit up and be like, I bet that shit's right. And that never happened. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. mathematically and experimentally, they came into this. And they, they, they had to walk away with this new understanding they never expected. Mm-hmm. So, like... Quantum mechanics is very, very mathematically dependent. It's actually probability. That's entirely it. Um, but I guess I just left there with this idea of um, what it, what's different in, like, how do I definitely know this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, wondering. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everything would be open for speculation in the universe that we, that we question, right? It's open. Mm-hmm. But, like, mathematically, like, you'd have a hard time arguing with me if I can mathematically show you this is going to happen, and then to a very, very high degree of accuracy, show you, like, and it'd be exactly what I said, like, the math wins. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I didn't leave there with, like, some disdain for, like, the woo-woo physics, right? But I, I did leave there with a large understanding of what physics does, where we get these things from, and recognize that, like... Like, the play on the, like, quantum mechanics doesn't say, like, doesn't say, like, it can't happen. Like, sure. 
Sure it doesn't. But, like, that's ridiculous to assume it does. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Now, uh, were some of these interests uh, that you had going in uh, surrounding things like, uh, I don't know, some of the more woo-woo metaphysical stuff like like uh, like astral projection and, like, um, what is some other stuff? Just, like, interdimensional travel, things like that. You, you, you know what I mean? I don't know what the first thing you said. Actually. Astral projection, Astral like, like, uh, like people like leaving your body and like having consciousness, like, a, like leaving your body. Um, well, it's, no, it's viewed as it's, spiritual stuff. Yeah, it's viewed as astral projection would be like there's a technique of laying down and visualizing a string, and you, you kind of, it's kind of as if the body inside or your soul or whatever is able to pull that string, and that part of you comes out of your body and you're able to observe your body and the world and you can you could go up and start to travel astrally on an astral plane um observing the world and everything going on is acid required to do that no, <laughs> no. um so no. allegedly not allegedly um, <laughs> and um, although i have also heard that like concerning like out of body experiences um that Obviously, acid would be a huge uh, contributor to that experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like it. Uh, yeah. No, but this is more of like, I think, like, uh, like shaman and like uh, other kinds of like spirituality that's been passed down, you know, like you, you hear it mentioned in like historic texts and stuff like that as well. Um, spirit bodies, stomach. It's not, not to like discredit any of those things because I don't I don't want to I can't mm-hmm. I don't right, know right, right. right? but uh, I feel that the word like I feel people use quantum or quantum physics like the word or the words just because it's um, like a unknown. marketing ploy yeah 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 I definitely see that yeah. well like you said in a, in a post that you commented on uh, that a lot of people play the unknowns of quantum physics on on these uh, ideas exactly yeah and, and I, like, I feel like that's true like uh, well here I'm saying like I feel like they use quantum mechanics as marketing play, but like to say some shit like if you do this, like your like it's possible this may happen, or like like to to, to some phenomena might take place based on quantum mechanics without any actual evidence, but suggesting that it's possible because, because quantum mechanics doesn't disallow it. <laughs> yeah. It it's, seems it's pretty preposterous silly. to it's, me. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely silly. It's, so, like, those things... I'm, well, well, I want to take nothing away from anyone. There's a lot of people out there that think, you know, like, if you meditate and get with the universe and, like, like, and, like it's still, it's to me, when you bring quantum mechanics, you sound asinine. Right. And I'm not saying they're wrong. And, you can't, yeah, you can't discredit somebody's experience. If you yeah, fucking, certainly. if you sure. experienced leaving your body and seeing, an, like, having an overview effect, like, if that was your experience, that fucking happened to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. But have you ever Why? Seen? I mean, what, what, what that involves? I mean, if you can say, you know, quantum mechanics, but then you're just using the unknowns of quantum mechanics to express something like that yeah but, but if you're like i went to the height this hyper dimension yesterday and i'm, I'm like can you take me like and yeah. be like no i like, hear no, take one like, of these <laughs> uh, yeah no it's like yeah i don't want to discredit anyone but i do feel that there's like a like a, a lot of people that make money on it right, right, and, right. and like i think it's very uh it's like lacking in integrity to do such so what about those realms uh that uh are explored and experienced 
in psychedelic states? I don't know. Are they just uh, are they just chemicals dancing around in our brain, like mixing with our brain chemistry, or I don't is there? The answer to that. Um, I don't know, and so like, I can't. I have no valid thing to say connecting any type of like quantum mechanics to. Well, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask like, you there, but like, like, like so you end up. There's a lot large difference between like some uh, auditory or visual like change, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like uh, say like so DMT like the, that's like a totally different thing right mm-hmm. like they're not like say someone on acid versus someone on DMT right. like it's wild they're not like in any way comparable they're not yeah. so like I don't know what happens there like I just don't know the biochemistry mm-hmm. like is not my well I think it would forte. I would think uh, it would be safe to say that a lot of it has to do with the study of consciousness right and it's probably it's it's not your field. But what is the study of consciousness? I like Which, well, I think that the study of consciousness <laughs> is definitely it's. I think it's in the realm of uh, unknowns, just like quantum. Yeah, but how do you study that? It's fuck. I mean, experience. I don't know uh, what we experience and. It's it's like you're like how do you study something that you just kind of like we made up as a term, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Right. Like how. It's like, let's study consciousness, and it's like, where are we going to start? And then you should crickets. <laughs> well, let's think about it. Like, get the best let's minds think. in the world, and it's yeah. like, Kirk. Well, I mean, I think, so... Would the I mean, are there, thing are there, be, like, neurology? Would that be pretty much the right. closest thing? Well, I mean, there, there are, I mean, like, so... Uh, say, like, uh, Roger Penrose. Very famous, very, very famous. I think it's like Sir Roger Penrose. Yeah. Um, like, he's working with uh, people in the, like, neuroscience type mm-hmm. field to study consciousness and like they are trying mm-hmm. but like they're just like I mean in a sense they're just guessing mm-hmm. they're just like they take everything they know and they find something and they're like it, it might exist here and like they it's not that they're not making progress but like they're not making progress you know <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like what you're saying yeah so like it's hard to study something like consciousness they're um, learning how much they don't know yes, or exactly. how, how far they have to go that's the yeah. most masters and yeah. PhDs are now is it's like I learn more about why we don't know this one thing right, right. yeah, yeah. but I mean I think so, I mean, we have this idea of consciousness is that we are, um, we're experiencing things and we have uh, sensory input and this, these kind of things create our reality and, and we're able to uh, have ideas, we're able to imagine things and, and we're able free to... Will. I no, would argue that. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I didn't yeah, mean yeah, this statement. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we have imaginations, and we're able to take those things, kind of seems like out of thin air, and and make them a reality. Somebody had to imagine a microphone before they could create it, and um, I think those kind of things exist in the realm of uh, consciousness. And um, I, and I don't argue with you. Yeah, um, I just can't. I don't know. I cannot like. Like you asked, like about when I started school and then afterward, like, like I don't argue with you, mm-hmm. but I can't say anything definitively that suggests that is or isn't true, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't know any of that. There's no con. There's no quantifiable things here. Mm-hmm. So like it re- it removes itself from like a. It's not a hard science. It's a guess. Mm-hmm. And to like make quantum mechanical statements about that is just, I mean, it's possibly ridiculous. Possibly it's not. Yeah. Right. It's just that I can't make any. Yeah. Statement. Yeah, and who can? <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, uh, it's all fascinating stuff, and I think that's uh, I think that's for me. 
these kind of conversations and talking about uh, all these things that we don't know and, and some of the things that we have discovered, uh, it, it adds so much richness to life, I feel like. Like, I mean, I've, I've always been just a student of the experience, the, the human experience and what it... Uh, all the things that all the mysterious things that are going on and I like to ask those questions um, they're good questions yeah, yeah. Good it, it's fun to play with these these ideas now you said that you uh, did you say it was cybersecurity that you're in I just said software engineering software engineering that's what it was uh, so software engineering that's a lot different than cybersecurity um, <laughs> well, they they, they create the they they engineer the softwares for cybersecurity. Well, possibly, but <laughs> yeah. um, but so I'm curious, you know, is that so you you go and you get your entire master's degree in physics, and then your day job is is uh, software engineering? Is that just you know that's where the money is, or is that that's a right. new passion? Well, so like I got hated. Or they, I, you're they right. You're, you're, you're your initial. Statement was correct. Money. <laughs> um, but like, uh, I hated software engineering. I hated writing code in, in school. I never wanted to do it. But when I got out, it was like, so where I'm in school, a lot of the focus was on uh, semiconductors. And like, I, I purposely would never take a class where I was in a lab, like pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not getting this degree to push buttons, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I would take, I would find professor limited class. So I'd study like, general relativity and fluid dynamics and mm-hmm. that shit I'm on I hated programming but when I got out I'm like I'm not going to work at Samsung mm. <laughs> and so then I started working at a law firm mm-hmm. through a friend and like they gave me one day they're like here's like 1200 PDFs like go through and read all of them and input the information that's necessary from them in this program and I did like a hundred I just Eventually, it was like, fuck this. Mm-mm. And so I opened my computer and got open a Python script and, like, automated that shit. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, oh, there's a bunch of power here. Like, yeah. And so I just kind of moved forward with that. Uh, Where'd you learn Python? I taught myself. Oh. Yeah, I taught myself everything. I never learned Right, anything. right. But so, was, that, was that a curiosity that you had early on? No, it was a curiosity that I had once I came to the realization that nobody gives a shit if you're smart when it comes to getting a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh, that answers the the where I was going with that flow of questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very you know I just thought back in the day I'm like oh clearly I'll get a job this is a hard degree that's not fucking true. Yeah, are you yeah. so you're not interested in like being like a teacher or anything? Or is no, I love I want to teach I would love to teach physics. This yeah. is my like passion. I like. Like, I love with math and with physics, uh, just anyone. At any age, would I just you, like to help them learn. Would you consider, like, moving to another country to do it? That depends on the country. Are you, like, are you, are you that level, do you think? Well, I mean, I could teach, you know, any... I mean, I could teach regular college physics. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, like, qualified to do that. Like, just, you know, most universities wouldn't hire me to the master's degree. But, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. I could teach, you know, like, at not-so-big schools. Like, mm-hmm. I have friends that teach. Mm-hmm. Um... I love teaching. It's pa- I'm very passionate about it. And I just want, like, people have trouble with math often or basic physics. And it's like, <laughs> well, me too back in the day. Like, yeah. But that, like, it makes me very happy. Like, I love to, to impart whatever, like, wisdom I can onto somebody who's trying to get to the next point. Mm-hmm. Like, I love helping. Because I, I can see, like, if, I te- if, if you're being taught calculus, like, one person versus another person 
like may completely not like have the same learning mm-hmm. techniques that are like beneficial to them. And it's about like finding what it is. Like, hey, let's. I'll be like, no, throw that shit out the door. Like, listen, like, just don't listen to any of it. Like, come in. And I was just like, shit. And they're like, oh. And it's like, I love, like, to deep, to understand enough to be able to move between the differences in people's learning abilities. Mm-hmm. That's like, I'm very passionate about that. I would yeah. love to teach. So, um, I, I want to tackle some of these other uh, very interesting uh, ideas. Uh, and I think uh, this one here has uh, a mathematical. Uh, there's there's a lot of people who uh, believe that mathematics are involved. Uh, simulation theory. Any any ideas on simulation theory? Well, like Elon Musk says, um, like every day we get closer to being able to simulate like where we live. Right. And he's like, if that's the case, then like obviously we live in a simulation. I can't say that is or isn't true, but yeah. like I, I can't discount it for sure. Like, do we live in a simulation? Maybe. <laughs> maybe possibly I, heard, I mean it's good oh yeah no I heard something about how like in some recent discovery there was like particles being observed that when you go down small enough essentially they, they there's like a, a snap to where they, they behave like they're on a grid um I don't know how legitimate that would this is years ago now um but I read something about that and it was just in a whole like rabbit hole of of uh, simulation theory. Just what is it, you know, skimming. So well, I, I mean, did, do you do you know anything about that? Like, is, is I there don't know, know what you're talking about. This. No, so yeah. you can you have kind of uh, alluded to or or said in not so many words that um, everything can be break, broken down into numbers and with mathematics. Mathematics can explain basically everything and that's why I think a lot of uh, simulation theory comes down to the fact are we, or are we living in a is the is the universe or everything that we know is it a giant computer yeah, yeah. Like, in is, is God in control of this the God or is God a, a man in a basement on a computer simulating mm-hmm. this that. reality yeah exactly uh, it's, it's very fascinating and like right. it's just how do we know like mm-hmm. uh, you you get to like deeper things right like uh Every equation that we use, so from Newton's gravitational equation to Einstein's to electromagnetic field theory to thermodynamics, talking about heat and shit, right? Mm-hmm. There's always this constant, like a different constant. Like, where do those constants come from? Mm-hmm. Why do they exist? Why are they 42 digits long? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. the type of shit. And so, like, you get through there. It's, it's like the pressing question of, like, I can't tell you, did God make this? Did this happen by accident, or is this a simulation? I don't know. But yeah. that's like the most I think. The thing I want to know the most. Was there any? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to start rapid firing stuff. But uh, any uh, logical uh, explanations to parallel universes? Well, um, parallel universes. So um, the thing that initially I think we talked about was. Uh, multi-world theory yeah the mini worlds theory mini world so world. like the difference is, is like I talked about wave functions right and so um, if I'm you know observing something not observing but like, you know yeah. talk about physically and, like, altering it yeah so like well yeah you physically <laughs> but like before before you do that uh, that electron has its wave function is in a, we don't know it's in all these other states right but you can change it so it is in a certain state but it's in all these states and so like that the the standard 
answer is that like once, once you observe it, you collapse the wave function. But this guy, something Everett, um, made this thing called the many worlds theory, and he's like, no, no, no. Like that wave function is like it, it exists in all the possible ways. Like, like it exists definitively, not here we can change it. It exists regardless, and so like all the possibilities of viewing it, like the wave function's outcome, I guess, like are all different parallel worlds. And so that's where it came mm. from. Mm -hmm. Is there, so is that kind of, uh, would you say that's playing on the unknowns, or is that... Well, it's a very mathematical solution that he right. solved the problem. Like, all, all quantum mechanics comes down to solving right. this wave function, right. and he did it. Okay. He just, the outcome philosophically, and uh, I guess how, like, in the world, I guess, it just is different. And do you think we can live in those, uh, or are we on different timelines? Do we exist in those those uh, mini worlds on different kind of timelines or I guess that yeah I mean you would, you would exist in all of them mm -hmm. and, well, and but maybe, would maybe, we would we play out the same way or would we I mean, you, I mean I guess from that perspective you don't know right now if you're in one or the other what if I said yes instead of no two minutes ago right like mm -hmm. right and so, then and uh, then the timeline would be altered on this uh, mini world, because our conversation would have went in a different way. Exactly. And then the whole, uh, whole following would have been different, right? The so, matter of time it's right now. So it aliens so, the time. So like. so is it? Would it be plausible to say that we are living in on many different worlds, living many different lives, uh, having many different lives that are playing out in many different ways, infinitely. Definitely would be difficult, um, and I don't know. Um, <laughs> but are those the kind of those are the kind that's of the ideas, idea, right? Like they all exist, just like shadows. They're just mm -hmm. just like lines, like a or page, page, page. But it's all different mm -hmm. and moving forward, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. There's just no way to. Uh, There's no way to know that. Quantify it at the moment, or I mean, it, mathematically it, solve that. I mean, it was, the problem is though that he did. He, yeah, he, well, he, so he mathematically solved it, but with a different philosoph but, philosophical interpretation. Right, we can't observe it but I, I don't I feel like even though we can't observe it I feel like it would be safe to say I don't, I don't but I, I, I'm not, I would not <laughs> yeah. be I would not like feel safe neglecting its possibility by any means mm -hmm. because we don't know we don't yeah. know these things yeah like but the different dimensions thing is like like parallel worlds like that kind of came from there I think mm -hmm. so like, a lot of those things parallel universe are like, they're like quantum mechanical like because it doesn't say that's not possible, like, it definitely goes, like, no, it doesn't. Might. Like, just the dimensions thing's odd, right? Like, well, could, like, could one of those many worlds uh, be ex exist in the same uh, place that we're in now and say maybe I needed to get up and go to the restroom? You know, if that timeline, if there's a timeline that goes in that way where I got up and went to the restroom right now, is the, would, I mean, Say I could, I had an ability to see that actually happen. Like, is that a dimension? Is that a possibility? Is there a timeline that that is actually happening? And let's say we had a tool that gave us the ability to see that. Uh, I, I I lean towards that. That I I feel like that could be pretty plausible. That if I had a tool to see me go up and go to the restroom and come back and sit down, even though I, in my reality, never got up and left this chair, I think when you start talking about other dimensions, those are the things that are happening in other dimensions. 
or there is a dimension where those kind of things happen. Well, yeah, I just think dimensions might not work there. Maybe it's like different world, different universe, different world. There's okay. an infinite amount of universes okay. or something, okay. different worlds, right? Right. Like here, okay. here is what you're saying. Yeah, like I would imagine this in three dimensions. Like they, they call it like the physics gang sign, my professor. He's like, there's the physics gang sign. And I was like, you're like 75 year old. Hey, he's just trying to. Yeah, he's like, physics gang sign right here, folks. And I'm like, He's, like, he's, right, like, he's like, just trying to get in with, no, the, he, with the younger crowd. He, he, he's, he's like just eight years to, later, and I'm still throwing this off. Like, look, it's like X Y Z. Like, that's oh, really X Y Z. It has it has lots. That's of, that OG OG yeah, knowledge right there. Dropping it on you. But like that has implications, very very far reaching implications. Like in the sense of like, this is a tool for many many things. So like this don't this won't work. Nope. Like it's this. Yeah, uh, like gotcha. this. We have a certain intrinsic spin and stuff. But, like, those three dimensions aren't going to change there, in my mind. But, like, so if we talk about extra dimensions, like, if I if I want, if I have this, right, like, say I have this amount of pencils, and X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, and like so, in physics, it'd be like, X and Y, or this right here, right? you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. They're orthogonal to each other, normal to each other, perpendicular to each other. <laughs> they say orthogonal, right? So we have three of them. And I'm like, build me a fourth one that's orthogonal to all the others. Because this and this are perpendicular. And this is perpendicular to this and this. Mm-hmm. How do I get the fourth dimension perpendicular to the first three? Would it have to branch off of one of those? Because if like, you, so you, you're doing with your right hand, what is it? Just, just this. <laughs> How do you do this gang sign? The Just physics gang, gang sign? Like this. But uh, would, would you be able to use your gang sign, attach it to my gang sign, and bra- branch it off of that yeah, be the for other three, dimensions? Three dimensions, right? Like, I'd just be pointing in the same three dimensions. You know, gotcha, you got gotcha, a combination gotcha. of X right, and Y. And, and it would still be a, a reality. Yeah. So, like, say, it's a math, say for some reason mathematically you wanted that. I want this fourth, also orthogonal to the first three dimensions. So mathematically, I can do it. I just have to use imaginary numbers. So I put myself in this complex space. This exists in this complex space, but nothing is needed, like nothing is complex about it, right? But when I get to that fourth one, I have to use imaginary numbers, and I can do it, and I can keep building them and building them and building them, and I can make it t- as many fucking of these imaginary so complex spaces. Is is there an argument of consciousness being able to access those other? Dimensions. Well, I don't know. Like I don't right. know the answer. Right. Um. I think that that, that would that would be assume that's a like a theory. Right. And uh, you like so access, they say you can't access or observe those dimensions yeah. until you uh, access a, a a certain level of consciousness. Or, well, I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson and a mathematician both say, like, how do we build the fourth spatial dimension? Because there is we 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 have four actually x y z time. Right, but they say time has an arrow, it's moving, right, we have to say right, that. Right, right, But what about making the fourth spatial dimension as we're talking about? And they, I heard both Neil deGrasse Tyson and a mathematician, like, they were discussing this, and they both said, like, they couldn't talk about it, be like, because of, like, they signed a contract saying, like, they really? couldn't. So, like, building a fourth dimension due to high power, like, making a ton of energy, like, it's very possible, I think. I don't even think it's out of our reach now. I imagine we probably do that. To make so the, is that one of the things that are they're keeping uh, behind clo- you know closed doors? Like, 
Maybe. And, uh, and, and aliens exist there, and that's why they can't talk about it. We're going to see about the aliens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, isn't aliens. There some, some disclosure that's supposed to happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. They gave them like 180 days to disclose everything they know. And nobody noticed over 2020. Like, oh, no. 2020 happened, and it was like, COVID. Well, I think. And I all think, during it, they, they kept talking about aliens and shit. Yeah, but I think. I, I well, saw like some a, we claims, discussed before, yeah. aliens have kind of been in our. I think people have gotten used to and have already accepted aliens. And so, like, when there was little, like, things that went out, it was like, you know, CIA discloses information about aliens. It's like, well, we already knew that. Well, that and, like, everything that I found whenever I looked for, like, actual, like, hard documents, like, incriminating, undeniable, indisputable evidence that says these creatures of this species, this intelligent life form did this activity, had this interaction, etc., um, which is what everybody would imagine whenever they say tells us everything they know, you know, full disclosure. But what I found on these government websites were like just like trash reports, just just stuff like um, <clears throat> you know, person A witnessed a unidentified object over you know this location. Uh, nothing is confirmed. Uh, know this know that you know what I mean so literally so like we're basically at it was just like where we it was I mean, a whole we, bunch we of pages have, have our we already have all those reports of people but there's well, nothing... it was a whole bunch of pages of bullshit though it was yeah. a whole bunch of pages yeah, of like no no actual <laughs> like there was nothing yes, in there, there that implied no yes, there yes was, exactly yeah, like, there was there's was nothing that that Im, like expressed or implied that there was any kind of working relationship with any kind of intelligent life forms or extraterrestrial vehicles or technology which is what everybody's expecting to hear whenever you know we're talking about what possible relationship the u.s government or the world might have with uh, ufos and extraterrestrial beings i think it's been like that for the longest time like for all the time really but like this year like the federal government was like the pentagon was like here's some footage we have no idea Mm. Oh, they they actually released like footage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like a uh, while back, like like in the summer, um, and now they have like ninety or hundred ninety days to disclose everything to the public. I don't know. I doubt that shit's gonna happen. But no, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have any doubt in my brain that you know there are the the existence of other life outside of our planet like it's real it, yeah there's there's no there's no doubt in my I think brain it's very logical to say there's absolutely life the drink equation is pretty reasonable and it yeah. suggests there's tons yeah. well and and uh and i wouldn't doubt that there's you know visitors or or, or to some degree uh either um what i do doubt is that the uh u.s government is going to be like hey so Here's all the information you wanted exactly how you wanted it. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> no, just anything ever that comes out of them or the <clears throat> no. no. Um, so what's what's on the edge of the universe? Oh, Isaiah yeah, no, wants I was, to know. I was going to ask. Um, so we is it is it true that we, being humans, have uh, observed or have a reasonable understanding that there is like a like the universe is finite like there's it only goes so far and then what is beyond has that been approached or observed at all it's been approached um maybe <coughs> I don't think you observe the end of the edge of the universe honestly mm-hmm. like I've, I've heard some stuff about like there's if 
there, there's stuff that's been observed so far back because of you know just how far away it is that um, they're tracing back to like the origins of the universe you know certain galaxies and stuff like that uh, do, do you, you know anything about that? Well it's like what, what everybody think the, where did the Big Bang come from? Where did the Big Bang Theory start? And it's like we were looking you know and like looked out to the stars and forever like when Einstein developed his equations for general relativity he put in this constant the constant existed to hold all the stars in like in place almost. It's called like the static or the steady state theory of the universe. But like that didn't hold for a little long. He eventually called that his like biggest blunder because they uh, they first recognized like well things are not static. Yeah, like like uh, that galaxy and us are moving like Away further from apart. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they realized that everything was moving apart. And so then they set about to uh, to show that, like, well, gravity still has hold of this. And so, like, that uh, separation must be slowing. Like, it's decelerating. So they assumed at some point they'd be a sp- and then come back, right? But, like, they, they get a very large surprise because the, uh, like, you can tell, like, the way your speedometer works when you're sitting, like, a police officer gets you, like, you mm-hmm. can tell how fast you're going because you shoot light at the car and it comes back to you and it's uh, the wavelength or frequency whichever one will be shifted either one way or the other red or blue would be uh, and so they expected say I can't remember what before uh, they expected say a uh, red shift or something well they got as a blue sh- no no that's backwards they expected a blue shift I think they got a red shift implying that they were not like in any way slowing they in fact were accelerating away from each other so like the entire universe is not only moving apart at some velocity that, like, it's accelerating away. Mm-hmm. And that just threw, like, wrenches in the fucking gears. Like, so that's where the, the implication for, like, a, big, a, if, the Big Bang, a if, general explosion. If tomorrow, everything. if tomorrow everything's further apart, yesterday it was closer together. Yesterday right. it was closer right. together. Right. And so that's where we came, like, up with the Big Bang. It's like, it was kind of hard to not, I guess. Like, like, like clearly, at one point, everything was... In the center. And so the problem with observing the edge of the universe is how far and how fast, like, is the other side moving? Right. Mm -hmm. If it's moving at the speed of light, or even near the speed of light, then we're never going to catch it. Yeah. The light. The light. Yeah. Get back here. Right. Yeah. So. So So there is there is no actual instrument that can measure the edge quote unquote of the universe mm, like what is the edge is there an edge what exactly. would be there yeah 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 that's 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 right. what i want so it's like inflationary theory and that type of thing like cosmologists that's what they do they use quantum mechanics on a very large scale these quantum mechanics that like to describe black holes and shit like that and it's like there's been theories proposed like where what caused the big bang and it's like okay well imagine our universe is a plane and then here's another universe that's a plane and say they're empty their fields of energy and like they're fluctuating and there's a collision like you get the existence of a uni- our, our universe mm-hmm. but like that's just Those speculation just theories yeah and there's no way to actually I mean but they, they, they make them mathematically fit and all but it's like how do you show that mm-hmm. and so like when you ask what is like the edge of the universe or like how do we know where the edge of the universe is mm-hmm. it's like well what is that but if it can if you can make the theory work to a degree. Oh. I'm just trying to think, like, if you can make the theory work, does that make it a reality? 
does that can we say that it's a reality if, if the if the equation turns out well, to be so what, what if it works multiple ways what if you don't need that to to describe it so you just use basic like astrophysics that basic is a <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, basic astrophysics. So you just use astrophysics it's, and you're it's like, an well, oxymoron. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but like, and so like that describes everything back to versus like you use your your cosmologist like a, a, you're studying that like it, you can also describe it like what neither one of those like is definitely right right like they both kind of have this fundamental thing they agree on that like it certainly had to start and come out like yeah so like. Cosmologists like inflationary theory, like what happened at the Big Bang, and then like, then calculates very well. Like everything's flying apart, and at first it's like a quark glue on plasma that melting pot and it of, comes out, and then it yeah. cools down, and then you start to get the first formation of uh, like so protons and shit. And yeah. So there's like a uh, quarks, like mm-hmm. up up quark, down quark, down quark. Right? They start to form and eventually into like say protons and neutrons and. So you have like this soup of that, and molecules and, and molecules. Yeah. Um, and so they work. Like both theories kind of like that one explains it way better. But like no one has to say like it'd be impossible to say like that that colliding fucking universe thing definitely happened. Right. Like we can't we can so like even quant like our best shit fails right time wise right before zero. Like our best math goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Just like our best math goes to hell at a black hole at the center, right? Like, you get that one over zero. It doesn't exist anymore. What do you do about that? Well, you take that evidence we have, and you just, you're like, well, we know this, this much. So you might, people might want to know more, and they branch off, and some stupid people say some shit. They're like, some really smart people say a bunch of right things. But, like, to definitely know something. Yeah. Is, is beyond our reach currently. Mm-hmm. So any statement on the beginning of the universe, the central point it existed in, that's a very confusing topic, or the edge of the universe is, is, is one that is not within our grasp. At the moment. At the moment. Well, um, we went over, we're almost at like an hour and a half. Uh, it's usually where we like to cut it off. But uh, it's been super interesting talking yeah, to you, sure, dude. For sure. uh, I think this is kind of one of the one of the deeper conversations we've had, just scientifically. Scientifically, for sure, uh, it's been a long time coming, and uh, and and our mutual friend suggested that I talk to you probably a year ago and just never got around to it. But I'm glad we finally did. Yeah, me too. It's been yeah. very fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, Isaiah, any closing statements? Um, no, I don't think I have any closing statements. I asked, I asked the questions that I wanted to ask. You want to know about Ant-Man? You're going to have to hop on the internet get and a, get a, a little bit of physics myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll see Absolutely. you guys next week. Cool. Thank you all very much. Yeah. Yes.